right. <laughs> okay, so um, South Park video games uh, yeah. to kind of kick things off for our Trey Parker, Matt Stone, uh, two weeks here. Um, so before jumping into you know the show itself, we thought it would be fun to cover the media that has been um, you know kind of built up around it. So South Park video games have been around since 1998, I think was when the first one came out on Nintendo 64. And since then, we've gotten console stuff, PC games, hand, uh, uh, handheld. Actually, no, I don't think we ever, we were very close to getting a handheld game. Uh, and then we eventually we got mobile games. But yes, yeah, so they've, they've, they've got to run the gamut on video games here. You know, honestly, uh, I kind of thought that Trey Parker and Matt Stone, um, when I read into this, this is actually years ago was that they kind of took the same opinions of, of video games as they did with like their, their cinema careers. So it's kind of funny that we, we covered that last week and now we're, <laughs> and now we're kind of talking about how that could relate to a video game because I mean, I would think for these guys, just knowing their personalities that making video games had to have been frustrating as fuck for them up until like, just like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, correct, correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, just based on the games that have been put out there so far, like, you know, the original tie-ins to the series. Well, I mean, at a scale of like one to marionette, they would be probably like a nine with video games um, <laughs> as far as like <laughs> pissy. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like they've had like things have been hit or miss with them. I think uh, the first three entries um, on console stuff were by and large misses. Um and they kind of took a break for that after a while because of how, like, well, things did not go at all. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah ahead, pretty much. Like, after 99, really, they, they pretty much left it alone for a full decade. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, Joe, you're, like, you're the only one that's actually played the old 64 game, right? I think Chelsea's played the old 64 game. I played the snowball game once. Mm -hmm. I got just absolutely annihilated by my husband. Rage quit and never played again. <laughs> <laughs> but we oh, own man. the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's there. Have you tried the story mode on it ever? No, no. I probably should do that. Um, we went straight to PvP. Mm -hmm. Probably not... Probably not the best, especially, you know, I feel like he had a bit of an advantage on me playing. Mm -hmm. You're always better when you play when you grow up with that content, oh, right? Yeah. Versus being thrown back into it because <laughs> yeah, I'm there staring at all 64 bits. And it's just, it's not as good unless you've got that, you know. I don't know, prerequisite for playing the game. <laughs> yeah, um, unless you've got the muscle memory of how to do a, uh, a first-person exactly. shooter with only one freaking stick. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a, a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And Man, mm. I was saying, when it, when it comes to this game, too, when we talk about um, uh, how it came out, it was developed by Iguana Entertainment. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Iguana Entertainment. Yeah, mm -hmm. Iguana Entertainment. Uh, they made the Turok games for the Nintendo 64. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah, we, yeah. We got, I remember the logo for that. Like the iguana is like totally showing off like his traps. Or oh, his, yeah. His, uh, his triceps, sorry. His triceps. Mm -hmm. It works like, out. It does, it does the tricep push-ups, the ones where you're really close together. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's skull crushers. Yeah. Yep, those are the ones. Don't sorry, they also do NBA Jam, actually? 
I think they do actually. They yeah. get water the NBA Jam. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, same people, and they actually used uh, the same engine from I think the second Turok game uh, for the South Park game that came out in '98, which is pretty fun. Uh, there were actually plans to make a Game Boy game uh, uh, based off of the same. I guess uh, uh, I don't know if it was the same story from the uh, the '98 one, but something similar. But actually, um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone pulled the plug on it. Uh, like because they said that South Park is a pretty, you know, lewd, crude, adult um, like show, and Game Boys are marketed to children, and they didn't think it had any place being on a children's like gaming console. Yeah, especially especially mm -hmm. at that time, you know, I feel like now it's not a far cry to mm -hmm. you know see an adult with. <laughs> a handheld console or anything yeah, like that but mostly um, because like we're the adults exactly <laughs> exactly it, so, that was yeah. my game boy <laughs> <laughs> and I, I still have my bridge it still works I, I i don't use it very often i pretty much just turn it on to make sure it still works uh but it's there it can play oh, yeah. the game if it ever came out um yep. the game eventually gets reskinned i think into something else but i don't uh, i don't think i couldn't find what i got turned into but it gets used later um yeah. But going back to like the actual like uh, 98 game, uh, very, very poor reception uh, at first. Uh, GameSpot was quoted as saying, it's bound to come up when you start thinking about the worst video game you have ever played. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch. Yep. Yep. And, and they go on to say that uh, good graphics and a good license are proof like, you, like they're, they're not enough to save a, a video game. Uh, when it comes to this, uh, they said gameplay, especially in like the multiplayer stuff, was just kind of like repetitive, boring. Uh, and uh, when it came to the weapons, <laughs> that the weapons were oddly inappropriate. Um, so <laughs> if you remember some of the weapons in that game, there was a chicken sniper rifle, mm -hmm. which was yeah. literally just shot things out of a chicken. It was hilarious. It was very hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then the cow launcher, which is a one-hit KO if it landed, mm. <laughs> because a cow literally just sits on your head and you're done. Um, and my you personal favorite, that, yeah. you should die. Like most people can't survive a cow sitting on them that I know of, especially mm. when it's like launched from like something. Uh, and then there was my personal favorite, which is the alien device, which if you recall from Cartman gets an anal probe. Uh, yeah. It just makes you do like a weird song and dance, like an old like 1920s cartoon style. That's all it did to you. It didn't take any health. It didn't do any damage. It just did that. It was... <laughs> so you wow. could literally just like do that to someone and watch them. They like, have to sit there and do the song and dance. It was pretty fun. Um, but apparently GameSpot wasn't a fan. And even uh, in uh, the DVD release, uh, I think it's during the Starvin' Marvin um, episode, Trey mm -hmm. Parker actually says that this is the crappiest video game that's ever been made. Um, <laughs> mostly due to the first level where you're just shooting a bunch of turkeys. Um, but the uh, the premise of the game is kind of, I don't know, the story is kind of fun. Basically, you just have this meteor going over South Park, and it's just causing things to be evil. And that's, oh. that's the game. Uh, so there were, like, basically five levels to it. One was Operation Turkey Butt, where you had to kill the uh, the mother turkey <laughs> that was spawning all the bad turkeys. Um, the, a clone of your own, which if you recall, the uh, the, the bad Stan clone from season one with the massive head oh, yeah. and the long arm. Yeah, yeah. 
other characters get similar clones. You have to eventually find the mother clone and kill the mother clone, which, you know, okay, apparently there's a theme um, with that. You have close encounters of the bovine kind with just angry cows <laughs> everywhere. Um, you have to find the aliens who are doing that to the cows. Uh, after that, you have something wicked clunks this way, and that's just uh, TVs turning into robots. You eventually kill them off. And then the very last one is some disassembly required uh, where a bunch of toys were turned evil and you have to fight the Ultra Mega Man um, to end it all. Uh, but other than that, you had multiplayer with three modes, capture the flag, grudge match, which I think was the most popular of them, uh, and then kick the baby <laughs> was, was a mode. <laughs> yep. Naturally. I got to say, mm-hmm. say, just based off of this description, um, it sounds like what happens at my house after I drink a glass of whole milk uh, which, for those of you who haven't listened very long, um, that's hashtag uh, lactose intolerance. I mean, this is... Mm-hmm. I remember just playing a little bit of this. I think just just some, like, Team Deathmatch or something. And that's yeah. all I remember from this game. Because like, even even being a fan of it back then, mm-hmm. or a fan of South Park, I, I just couldn't do it. Like The graphics yeah. were not that great. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I played on the PlayStation, not the N64. But... Yep. Oh... But that's that's uh, that's too bad. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. The game just didn't, didn't do well um, for those reasons. Where like the sixty four graphics were fine. Uh, the PlayStation ones apparently were great. I didn't have it in the PlayStation. I, I I think I rented it for the sixty four. So like I never even owned it myself, and it definitely wasn't the case where I could borrow it from a friend for a year <laughs> and keep playing it. Um, no, I'm gonna go ahead and return this one. Yeah, I'm yep. Fine. This one's. We're good after one weekend with this game. We don't we don't need it any longer than that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I mean, there you go. Clearly, it's a pretty forgettable forgettable game. And then that one, even then, that was the more popular of the three games that came out between uh, the the carding one, um, South Park Rally, and then there was um, Chef's Love Sack, sh- Shack, <laughs> <laughs> Chef's Love yeah. Shack. Um, yeah, Chef's which, Love Sack did not do very well for yeah. some reasons we can't quite understand I yet. Why? No, along with his uh, salty chocolate balls, um, <laughs> which was a candy line he came out with, also didn't do very well for some reason. Um, but yeah, that game was just mini show. games and party games. Yeah. And it didn't, I mean, this was uh, before a time where Mario Party was a really big thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember this being like, I, I'm not, okay, so this is me like trying not to be. T- beat this game up too much because we're usually pretty careful about this. It's like, if we think something's not very good, we're going to say why it isn't very good. Mm-hmm. I think this game, even though it wasn't like the best made, whatever, I think if you do pull it forward a couple, like maybe 15 years, it, it might do better because of the emergence of like Jackbox, mm-hmm. you know, TV, uh, and, and some of these trivia based, uh, apps that we use now. Um, but yeah, obviously it tanked. It didn't do very well. Like nope. it just, Mm-mm. Who the hell is playing trivia games in '99? Like seriously, <laughs> no one, no, especially not at bars. You went to bars, it was just, you, to my knowledge, you just got drunk. There was no gaming involved when you when you got there. Just no, you just go there, you drink, you go back home, you fall asleep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you get your drink, you drink it, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple process. <laughs> yeah, we're already quoting Chelsea. Yeah, we're. we're <laughs> We're gonna turn that into quotables, guys. <laughs> I like oh, it. Man. Yeah. So yeah, that's the '64 and early platform era. Um, the games were not well received. Um, 
they were clunky. They were I I I don't think childish was any of like the actual like um, complaints against him. It's just they didn't work well. Um, yeah. And like the uh, the voice lines were overly used and repetitive. The gameplay wasn't anything special. So yeah, they just kind of died for a while. Which ties into some of the reasons for why I think we, we we talked about this last week, and I'm also trying to punch my mic. Apparently, sorry about that. <laughs> um, Drop out. But it, yeah, just just it owes me money or something. Uh, but yeah, like like Trey Parker and Matt Stone after a while hated working on movies, so it kind of makes sense that video games would be the same type of experience for them because, I mean, you're you're you have to record a shitload of lines, you know. Um, and knowing how hands-on these guys are with the creative process, mm -hmm. um, I'm guessing maybe they didn't get as much input here. Just just throwing it out there. I mean, usually yeah. if they put their names on something, I'm expecting a certain brand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it was just, again, like... Um... Looking at like from my experience of, of hearing like actors working uh, going from like TV to movies or movies to TV and just how different the two worlds are from each other when it comes to recording, I have to imagine that when they uh, jumped from TV to movies and hated it, uh, going from to going to video games, which isn't even I, a completely different animal um, yeah. than either of them, they're just like you know what this was definitely the wrong idea. <laughs> we we did not have fun making this uh, for one minute. Um, yeah. yeah well, there's a lot involved in development, especially for video games and things like mm -hmm. that, too. And so maybe a part of that, especially in the beginning, could have been just a little bit of inexperience with, you know, de developing a video game. Maybe mm -hmm. they gave the developer a little bit more freedom than they maybe did later on, which I, I feel like that's pretty evident. Um, either that or, you know, they are more involved in, in the video games later on, video games later on, or the developers themselves just have a, you know, they're the people that also grew up with South Park. So they have a whole new different understanding and appreciation for the game and for, mm -hmm. for the content itself. Yeah. Which I think uh, will probably bring us to um, the next generation of South Park games. And that gets us to, I believe this was the stick of truth is the next one, right? Um, or does really... Phone Destroyer come out first? No, there was actually a tower defense game that came out. Oh, um, okay. Yes, yeah, and right. then there was Tenement's Revenge, too. I would say poor Scott Tenement, but the guy was a douchebag. I mean, he didn't, didn't deserve what happened to him. I mean, does but... anyone deserve to be served their parents in a chili? <laughs> I'm not sure, but... <laughs> Now, Maybe there are some people you've ran into where you wouldn't mind serving up a hot bowl of enjoy eating yeah. your mom. I mean, maybe training a horse to rip off their genitals. I know people who've deserved that, but I think that's where the line is. <laughs> wow. So Joe is uh, officially Ramsey Snow as of this episode. <laughs> Lord. Well... <laughs> the yeah this this like this little pit stop before the, the next gen that you talked about though um i i only saw the tower defense game like i've i've seen other people play it because it was an xbox like live exclusive or something like that um so one of my friends tried it out and i, I mean honestly the the developers of this game because i actually looked into this a few years ago they said that the original licensed games were pretty much all disappointing and the the 3d games that they came out with they suffer because 
the charm of the TV show is the fact that it looks like shitty and homemade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like part of it, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. The characters don't actually walk; they just, you know, they, they just kind of waddle back and forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it looks it looks great, right? But these three titles, they they actually end up looking crude because they're trying to be a game and not be South Park, mm-hmm. right? So. The tower defense game, though, um, from what I saw, was was actually still pretty fun. If anything, I think it was a good precursor for what you mentioned, Phone Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that these developers were connected in any way, but um, just seeing South Park in that type of like genre, because tower defense was popular as fuck, like you know, ten, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I mean, I love a good tower fun. defense game. They're still a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they are fun. I, I don't get me wrong. I just I, I remember that right around this time, I felt like no matter what way you turned, either a game was putting a tower defense like style format into it, um, or if you played any of like just these these like indie like flash games, you know, oh, like they yeah. were all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah, back in two thousand ten. Yeah. Um, so it made sense that they'd go this way. Yeah, they were they were pretty fetch for a while there. <laughs> yeah we don't wear pink on wednesdays anymore we should bring no, that back we really should every <laughs> every every release day we just wear pink yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> oh my god now they're gonna force us to wear pink and and post evidence of it yep. oh my god yeah the producer is holding up a shirt right now she's ready she has it <laughs> like you're wearing this okay how low cut is it very um, it's very embarrassing. Um, it's not not tasteful in any any sense of the word. There's, yeah, there, there's nothing left of the imagination here. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's like wearing saran wrap with a pink like hue to it. I mean, Joe yeah. knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. what he's doing. The back of it says the "bad t- man," though. I can get into that. That's fine. <laughs> the telly is open. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Kind of skipping over this one because you know. I don't even think big fans of the the series could even really tell you about this one. Um, the, the only big thing I really knew about it was that like South Park Digital Studios actually did the assets for this tower defense game. So it yeah. did actually have the look and feel of South Park, uh, which is what the these next titles would actually do extremely well, which is why I think so many people played them. Um, like you mentioned, we've got Phone Destroyer, which was the mobile app, and then the Stick of Truth, which... I don't think I have to ask a show of hands who's played Stick of Truth, right? Because we've, <laughs> I know we've all destroyed that game, right? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Chelsea, I think I, I tried planning it in a weekend at your place once. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did. You absolutely mm-hmm. did. You you came over and you stayed with us for the week. I can't, can't remember. Week, weekend. Something and, like that, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the whole thing. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting chim Pokemon. Oh my gosh, oh chim Pokemon. God, those yes. little buggers are missable too, by the way. Like, oh yeah. Yes. There, are, there are some where if you miss it, you you're you're done. You done fucked yeah. up. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yep, you, you have to restart the game. game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's like there's like I think there's like two specific ones. Uh, I know there's one on the alien ship, like just before yep. you leave. Yes. If you miss I, that one. I mess I'm didn't get that one my first playthrough and I wanted to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what do you need? <laughs> Back out the ship. No. Oh, no. Well, I, I think what was great about Stick of Truth because, um, you know, a lot of times when you have a tie-in to a game, 
it, it just, you can tell there's that veneer. We've seen that with the earlier South Park games. Like it's just, there's a veneer to it. The branding's there, but the content sucks, right? And Stick of Truth was delayed a couple times, which usually means if it's delayed, hopefully we're getting something much better if it's like a Naughty Dog produced mm -hmm. You know, it's gonna be good. Yep. Or if it's you know <laughs> Nintendo made through Legend of Zelda, those yeah. those all those setbacks usually result in something very fun. Yes. Either that, or well, just you know to make more money selling their consoles. But I'll digress. <laughs> it's one of the two. One or the two. Hey, people got to make two. money, right? Yeah. Gotta, yep. They've got to feed eat. their their starving children over at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Right. Well, this one I, I actually was really hyped up about, not just because I love South Park, but because of the, the companies who are attached to it. So um, have you all ever run into Obsidian Entertainment before? It sounds familiar. Like, I definitely, yeah. I have to have played something. Like, it, yeah. Well, big titles for them would have been um, Knights of the Old Republic 2. And mm -hmm. um, they did Fallout New Vegas. Yep. And, you know, obviously Stick of Truth, but... Yeah, like when I found out that Obsidian was behind this, um, Obsidian was actually um, a bunch of like former developers who created some of the original Fallout games and, and nice. some other studios who, yeah, they just kind of gravitated to, to new projects together. So as soon as I found out they were attached to it, I went, well, I don't have any concerns about this being an RPG anymore. Right. I mean, yeah, you've got the experts in the industry. Um, and then we've got Ubisoft, of course, um, mm -hmm. publishing it. So... Yeah, per perfect uh, combination, I think, of of uh, development and publishing efforts here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love the fact that this feels like an episode of South Park, though. Oh, oh for completely. sure. Yeah. yeah, you feel like you're walking around the world and you just have control and you can see it exactly how you want to see it in the time. I mean, in real time, it's absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. And from like even the small things, like when you're going to pick your character class, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Cartman's helping you pick your character. Oh, yes, and he's, it's like, yep, perfect. <laughs> and he's talking shit on you too the entire time. Yeah, like, yep. like the, the, when you pick your name out, that's what that's a trophy too. Like if you don't pick a name fast enough, he just gives you one. Um, <laughs> oh god, what is it called? Because <laughs> I remember that that was an achievement. Like if you don't pick mm -hmm. your name, he just gives you one, and then that's what you go by the whole rest of the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But I, I loved how they kept the the style of the game that they were playing in South Park as kids mm -hmm. um, when they were returning Lord of the Rings DVD to the rental store. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh! Yes, great episode. Yeah, I think it was the Return of the Fellowship of the Rings to the Two Towers or something like that. It's a really long title. <laughs> yep. Um, it's not quite as bad as the day after tomorrow after the next. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god dude uh i think the the strength of this game especially for it actually it doesn't really matter what level of fandom you come into with south park like if you're if you're like a fan who's been there since the beginning yeah you've got so many different references mm -hmm. you get to see how the city is actually laid out so it, you know there's almost like a virtual uh tour component to it you know mm -hmm. um and then it's it's kept in the the two the two point five D like third mm -hmm. person perspective, and so like you move like a cardboard cutout, like it didn't it, <laughs> it didn't get any better for me than that. Mm -hmm. 
No, and one thing that I really appreciated about that game uh, was that there was zero DLC for it. The entire yeah. game was on the disc. It's just the game, mm -hmm. and it's perfect. <laughs> uh, it so was. And anything extra that could be unlocked or um, gotten that game, like you could earn it, and you could just do it through the game. Mm -hmm. And it was all there for the $60 you paid for it. And this, oh, such a great... Mm, thank you, Trey Stone. Uh, Matt, yeah, yeah, Matt and Trey, thank you. It's, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It just doesn't happen anymore. So no, it clips. really doesn't, little honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, Trey Stone I, and Matt Parker have to feed their kids too. I mean, they could be for sure starving. <laughs> so many bad decisions could have been made with the money they've earned that they could have starving children. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I, I know for a fact that at least back in like 2004 on the on that track for Cannibal the Musical, Trey Parker's talking mad shit on on Leanne who left him is. Former uh, girlfriend, <laughs> and I think he specifically drops that he was worth like seven million dollars at that point in time. So I don't have any like worry about them, you know, being able to <laughs> get that bread anymore. Yeah. Um, seven million that the government knows about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, dude! But uh, th this game was was so great, man. I I remember um, just outside of the mechanics being like just fucking brilliant for an RPG. Um, all of like the weapons and like the the abilities, and then the fact that like you also um, can make friends across South Park too, like in, in a Facebook app. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that was that was like uh, that was like an, just like a fangasm for me, like being able to finally see like some of these characters that just get mentioned briefly. Now they're prominently featured as a part of a game. Oh, um, I love that so much too. Just walking around wondering who the hell you're going to find, who you're going to run into, what they're going to say, like what kind of Easter eggs do they have for me, you know, over here. It awesome. Just a, just hilarious. Like you're sitting there and just actually laughing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when Al Gore is like a a boss that you can fight. He's come up and spit on my water. Oh, he he was actually difficult though. Like he was yeah, actually mm -hmm. tough to fight against if you don't yep. have the right like uh, equipment spec. And so yeah, he can just whip the shit out of you. Oh yeah, I um, definitely remember struggling with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, the equipment is oh. another thing that was super fun. You know, to bring up all of the you know that. <clears throat> excuse me, the whole um, gear system, and then obviously it being hilarious too, because you can equip different things. Of course, it makes your character look different, but then it almost always is something goofy or freaking weird or pertaining to the game or super inappropriate, just absolutely awesome. And what I love about it is the weapons and armor, you could actually enhance with Strap-ons. <laughs> they're, they're not upgrades. They're they're strap-ons. Strap <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. But yeah, that that's what I thought was so great about this was that you know it, it just went from like commercialism run rampant to no, we actually have content that people are going to enjoy. Um, and and like you mentioned, Chelsea, they're going to bust out laughing like the first time you go to Canada. And Canada is oh, like man. 16 bit with like the MIDI file music. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Everything is, everything is dire. When you go to Canada, yes. they're dire yes. wolves. Dire, and, dire bears. Yes. They're <laughs> like regular bears, but dire. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god i i remember this because i actually woke my wife up laughing when i was playing this um because i got to canada it was like probably like 9 30 or 10 o'clock at night she's like bushed and she's in bed and i get to canada and i hear the music and i see the graphics and i'm like what 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 is happening here <laughs> like, like my brain could not compute what was happening like it was just i was laughing so hard oh my god yeah there aren't many better things than the first playthrough of that mm. game, experiencing yeah. it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it it does a really good job from a storytelling standpoint of uh, almost feeling like one of the original episodes of South Park. Mm -hmm. like you, you've got you've got like a purely original storyline that, you know, it doesn't have to borrow from uh, any other inspirations, really. Like, this is just something they created. Um, and, then, and then the Easter eggs that are along the way are really fun, but... But yeah, it just felt like a like a, the purest form of South Park if you if you you know boil it down into a concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you just feel like you're one of the kids playing along with them in the whole thing, and it's it's great. Yeah. Or even better, yeah. you're the new kid. Yeah, you are the new kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Princess Kenny, I still fucking lose. I <laughs> like shit when I think of Princess Kenny. <laughs> and how Kenny is just 100% into the role. Like you would think like he'd be bitching about it, but nope, he just, he's Princess Kenny. Yep. <laughs> he's into <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I, I do love how they borrow from, from Legend of Zelda though, because you're, you're the quiet the silent mm -hmm. protagonist yeah like you you don't say anything you just <laughs> you just go from thing to thing and oh man and they make yeah. fun of it too oh yeah they make fun of the fact yeah. that you're the quiet protagonist <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah totally because and it's almost like in um in waiting like the movie waiting where they're always talking over the new guy in that one too mm -hmm. like like I remember there's times where you try to interact during the game and they just talk over you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nope, don't care about whatever your uh -huh. your dialogue option is here. We're just talking over you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was such a fun game, but not to overshadow Phone Destroyer. Uh now Joe, you didn't play this one, right? Phone Destroyer, the mobile no, game. No, I never never played Phone Destroyer. Cuz uh it, that was I mean Chelsea, I know you played this one. I did. It's, it's still a pretty addictive game, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And especially in the beginning, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I remember that's one where I've never before actually <laughs> awaited a release date for a phone app before. That was the first time <laughs> that, you know, oh, today's the day, going to the app store, downloading it for a, a cell phone app. Like, no, that's never yeah. happened before. Um but I did with this, and especially in the beginning, it was a lot of fun. You know, they they brought it. It still had a lot of that same feel of like Stick of Truth. Um, and then you know, you get to kind of play off of that card game feature, which is was really popular then at the time too. You know, you're coming off of like things like Hearthstone. Um, mm -hmm. So I I feel like it was a little bit of an answer to that. Um, yeah. But that's something for me that definitely fizzled out. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as sustainable as the other games. Um, yeah. And I think the main reason is because again, it's a cell phone app. <laughs> yep. And well, the, the reason for it feeling similar to stick of truth, at least, cause I'll give them some credit on this was that you actually are playing the same new kid. 
Mm-hmm. Like you played in Stick of Truth and then in Fractured Butthole as well. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to in a second. But um, so that that's what I thought was kind of cool is that there is some continuity that they were going for there. Um, now, the game itself, though, um, Joe, if you've, you've, you've probably played some of these like card collecting games where you create a party, you know, you open the packs of cards and then you upgrade the characters, right? Build your deck. Yeah. Uh, I have not played. No, don't get me wrong. There are lots of digital genres that don't make sense that I've enjoyed. One that I share with Chelsea, digital farming. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Love some digital farming. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Harvest Moon. Played yep. the shit out of Harvest Moon. <laughs> Loved that. Um, but I could never get into digital card games. Just couldn't do it. I think I did. I did like an emulator of like a, uh, a friend gave me like a ROM for a Pokemon card game. Played that for about 15 minutes. Like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever played. I'm dumb. <laughs> and I just, I haven't looked back. So, like, when it, whenever it comes to like Hearthstone or anything, it's like, this is the digital card game. I'm like, no, I'll just play the actual fucking card game. Thank you uh, very much. But when it comes to actual farming, fuck that. I will do digital farming over actual farming <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> well, let's, let's at least do this, okay? Because there, there's some credit this game does deserve. Now, I, yeah. Chelsea, I'm, I'm right there with you where I did fizzle out after a while because after you play the storyline and then there's basically just player versus player left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the storyline actually got pretty tough. Like if you were collecting cards and playing through it, there was a bit of a difficulty like ramp up after a while. Um, so it did actually feel like there was some like legitimacy behind my effort in beating this game. Um, yeah. But what I <laughs> what I thought was hilarious, though, and I didn't find this out until after I finished playing the game, was that there's three different endings that you could possibly get for it. <laughs> <laughs> One, if you actually uh, didn't spend any money, the game knows. Fucking <laughs> <and, laughs> love it. And the kids get upset with you because they know that people worked on the game and they put a lot of effort into it. And that uh, that stands upset with you because, like, he goes, like, the, week, week. You, they got, n- yeah, yeah, <laughs> they got nothing for you playing this game. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's the, the other two endings for if you spent like you know some money, like they're they're like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. Thank you for supporting us. But then if you actually spent a lot of money, which they don't tell you exactly what that threshold is, um, the kids are like just crazy happy with you. And then, then Kyle tells you though that you should probably see someone about mobile game addictions. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. So I. Uh, th- that's why, like for me, I was willing to overlook some of the things that didn't feel like Trey Parker and Matt Stone until I saw that. Like it's like, oh my God! Like they even found a way to inject their personality into spending money on this game. Yes. So. Oh my god. But Chelsea, I'm going to tell you this. When it mm-hmm. comes to PvP, Joe Joe knows this to a certain point. I fucking hate PvP. You know. <laughs> Ugh. I hate it so much. Like I would rather just find this person and let's just go fight in the middle of the street. I would rather do that than play you <laughs> digitally. <laughs> I, because Joe, okay, so the, you could unlock playable characters from the show. Mhm. Well, one of those characters is Man Bear Pig. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
so if you're playing PvP and you don't have Man Bear Pig, which some of us didn't because we didn't put a shitload of money into the game, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, Man Bear Pig <sighs> gonna mess everyone up. And I know yeah. this only from what you've you've told me. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> again, never played the game. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for me, I would have got I would or I got that week you didn't spend any money ending. So <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah. So like, like, yeah. I should not be like, oh, Chenny, Chelsea does Chelsea's cheap. She's not cheap. She's just, no. I just know where you're gonna put money. <laughs> exactly, and it's definitely not a free mobile app. So yeah. yep. sorry, mm -hmm. not sorry. I love <laughs> the game. Um, thank you very much. I was an active user. That should be enough for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's honestly, I mean, attributes to where my fizzle out. I think you were kind of getting there, Mark. Right? Yeah. Like it's a it's yeah. a pay to win game. For sure. It, it definitely is. And and that's what all of like the just like any kind of uh like RPG where it is freemium, right? Like they do mm -hmm. incentivize it quite a bit if you want to buy a booster pack or do something like that. So, yeah, they, they definitely did that well. I mean, they, they've marketed it well to the addictive uh, phone app users that are out there. Um, I did not get the Kyle ending. I got the some money spent ending because um, I bought a couple <laughs> packs and they're on sale. Um, and so, yeah, like Cartman is kind of like just telling you that it's like, yeah, you spent the money that you thought was worth it on this game, you know? Like, he's really devil's advocate, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Classic Carl. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that was that was great. Um, but, yeah, so Phone Destroyer and Fractured Butthole did come out around the same time. Um, and Fractured Butthole was a game that I honestly, I owned. It was a gift to me. My wife bought it for me. She know how much I love the first one. I want to hear what you guys think about the game before I, before I drop my words on it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I think a big part of that was also because of the characters. You know, I really enjoyed those Coon and Friends episodes, so um, so I did enjoy the game. With that being said, admittedly, I did not finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. and with me i am much more into the superhero aesthetic than the than the fantasy one mm -hmm. and also again the fact that like the coon and friends um things like again like stronger episodes than i think um than the fantasy episodes because in the fantasy episodes like you had them trying to return the uh <laughs> the, the porn vhs tape uh oh, which yeah. is the lord of the rings thing uh and then after that like there's maybe like what one or two at most other fantasy episodes um and to me like they don't really stick out so like i really really like the superhero ones um so that being said uh i never even played fractured but whole I have not touched it yet. Um, oh my! <laughs> this whole <laughs> yeah, big buildup. Sure. I thought delivery. for sure you would have finished, played and finished, and no, nothing. Nope, haven't well, even touched it. Um, and I'm wow. over for a weekend, and we can. I think we can have to because honestly, it's based off kind of like what, what you two said is what kind of molded my like. You know what? I think I'll I'll hold off on this one for a while. I just never got around to playing it, which. <laughs> 
bit of a spoiler, I guess, for what Mark's about to say. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like, so once again, I, I am keeping very true to just the, the vibe of our show in, in that mm-hmm. I don't hate this game, okay? No. What happened for me was that I loved the, the first one so much. I loved Stick of Truth so much because of how strong the game was. I absolutely fell in love with the mechanics of it and what they were doing. And I had that game figured out. I just did. I didn't need a guide. I didn't have to do anything to really figure it out. I didn't even have to look up a guide on the Chimp Pokemon stuff. Like, I was so thorough with that game. I didn't miss any of it the first time through. I looked yeah. through everything. Um, so for me, it was like I get to this one and the combat system changes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it as much. It was more like you had, actually had to move around, place your character. There was more strategy behind it, which is fine. Yes. But I kind of liked the like the mind little bit more mindless combat of the first game. Yeah, well, and that's exactly what that's exactly what, what I'm on to as well. Like, like for me, I loved these RPGs that fell within like the Super Mario RPG era, mm-hmm. where you know, like you you basically you plan your attack, you time it the right way, and you do like a double bonus attack on it, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Stick of Truth. You know, you jump into a fight, and if you know how to time things the right way you know, boom, you got a bonus attack. So that was my issue with this, was just learning a brand new system that I just didn't have any interest in. Well, I feel like that's the way a lot of, you know, like console RPGs are moving towards, you know, at least the system was still like a turn-based system, which I can Mm -hmm. really, really appreciate. But even a lot of like, um, um, a lot of franchises like Final Fantasy and things like that, even in their remakes, they're moving away from games that were always turn-based to kind of being more of this um, submersive, like, move-around combat, and I'm not here for it. Yeah, like the freeform combat of of Final Fantasy uh, 15, I think. 15 is when people got really kind of upset with that. And they Um, just keep doing it, and I can't stand (sighs) it. Stop! I know. Yeah. I think that's what makes me really love RPGs, though, is that in these old style RPGs, sometimes it could literally come down to the last hit that you yes. place mm-hmm. yes. in a match. Yeah. It's not just about mashing a button until something no longer moves. It's it's planning out, planning out exactly how to deal with the strategy of what you have at that time and what effects are you know impacting you. Oh yeah, um, I mean, there's nothing nothing more. I don't know. I would say iconic, but like I don't know. Like there is something to like going into a final boss fight and suddenly your party is reduced to just the main character and it's just between you and the main boss and you finally land that last hit that just brings the boss down and it was just like oh my god the amount of work and struggle I went through (laughs) to do this was so great now like the infuriating like I don't know my muscles can't work anymore because I've been mashing buttons for like the past like 40 days and 40 nights Mm -hmm. uh, trying to do this game no, it was just, yeah, it was like, again, like the, the strategy and the work behind it was different and I, I think more enjoyable um, than the modern RPGs that are being put out. Yeah. I mean, and I could talk probably, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we keep teasing this series we're going to do called The Games That Made Us, okay? Mm-hmm. We've been teasing it ever since we started the show. And I really do think that at some point we should just throw that on the, the docket because oh, yeah. I know we, we all have a game or multiple games, multiple genres that we'll dig into. Um, but one one thing I will say about um, the Fractured Butthole, 
that I, I did think was really funny that I, this is why I'm not shunning this. I will come back and play it. The new kid has an ability where he can manipulate time with his farts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is. And, and you can skip an opponent's turn with a well-timed fart, which is like, oh. yep, that makes sense to me. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. So, if anything, the personality is still there. The fun's still there. It's just, you know, making sure that we can check some of our, you know, love for the other game and, and give this one a shot. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah.